0: If I no longer pray to Jesus, who do I pray to? Hi, this is Reginald Kuakaru. I get asked this question quite often. If I no longer pray to Jesus, who do I pray to? So I thought I would answer it here. It's truly one of the bravest questions that I believe I'm asked by those that are starting their journey away from Christian indoctrination into comedic spirituality. I say that because I know the fear that can be associated with the idea of leaving Jesus. I know the psychological toll that stepping away from a support system and oftentimes family and friends can have on you when you walk away from the faith. I know it personally. So I want to commend you for your courage and let you know that there is a practical and logical answer to the question that is so much more empowering than you ever thought before. First, I want you to understand that what you went through in Christianity was not something that you could help. That's because Christianity has a whole support system set up to hook you into the faith and keep you there. Fear is the main tool to keep you trapped. They've been practicing it for almost 2,000 years on millions and probably billions of people, so you didn't have a chance in hell to escape the mental torment. They are masters at it and have perfected all the emotions to keep you tied to the faith. For you to actually step away from the religion is psychologically monumental. I know it will score you points in the soul life review. Second, you need to understand that your inner spiritual experience is real and relevant. Every experience you felt happened. Because you left Christianity does not negate your past experiences, nor will it keep you from having more. You were simply taught to equate those experiences to Jesus and that it couldn't have happened unless he was real and you accepted him as your savior. The truth is, whether Jesus was real or not has nothing to do with what you feel in the moment. I know that when Christians argue with me that Jesus is real, they're talking about their very real personal experience they had. I get it. They feel that if I take away Jesus as a historical person, then the experience is invalidated as well. That's just not true. I know your experience is real. I know that it is the most relevant experience in the universe. I know because I had and have beautiful, moving, and powerful experiences just as you do. But I'm free from the idea that it was only because I was a Christian that I could even have it. Here's what I mean. It's simply brainwashing and programming that Christianity does to everyone. It's normalized because so many people believe and accept it. Third, you will need to reorient your thinking about prayer and what it is to the ancient African paradigm. When you do, it will become much more empowering and relevant to your everyday life experiences and how you want to create it. I want to say that prayer is real and it's powerful, just not the way we were taught as Christians. True prayer will impact your life and how you live it on a daily basis. From an ancient African science paradigm, prayer is more consistent, relevant to your everyday experience, and more empowering than what we were taught as Christians. This is what I'm talking about. The average Christian believes prayer is about the words you say, getting on your knees, the ritual of bowing your head, closing your eyes, and pressing your hands together. They believe only if they're praying to Jesus that the prayer will be heard and acted upon. In actuality, it has very little to do with the ritual and what you say. The ritual is ancient, and the reason for it has long been forgotten. It's actually designed to change your state of mind by putting you in a certain mood. It's the mood that's the key, not the actions or the words. I'm going to show you this idea biblically with a story that is exoterically misinterpreted as a historical event. But esoterically is explaining to you how universal laws work in your life. Yes, I am for real. And it is true when you know the esoteric meaning underneath the scriptures. But first, I need to give you a little background knowledge in African spiritual science in order to connect the dots for you. Let's get to it. In the Kemetic tradition, the African idea of what you call prayer is broader than the ritual and the words. For them, a basic component of the universe is this organizing principle of sound or vibration as we say today. Everything in the universe vibrates. Nothing is at rest. The ancient Africans would say that harmony is the underlying principle because the word infers that the sounds have to fit together in some way to manifest. But the ancient mythology symbolically implies an environment. That has to be present to manifest your desires. But that goes a little deeper than needed right now. So I'm going to keep it basic. The ancient Africans connected the idea of vibration to all things in the universe. In order to understand prayer beyond superstition, you will need to shift your process away from the ritual to what thoughts and feelings you're manifesting constantly day in and day out. Do these thoughts and feelings lean more toward negativity or positivity? Do you generally feel more pessimistic or optimistic? Answering those questions for yourself daily is more important than getting on your knees and bowing your head. The reason for the shift is simple. Remember I said the organizing principle of the universe is harmony. The ancient Africans taught that you are the universe expressing itself as a human being. Everything that the universe is as potential is within you. You are a seed or incipient god or goddess in training, so to speak. That means that you're always vibrating just as the creator, but at a different frequency. That means you're always emitting certain frequencies and is in communication with the creator. The question is, are you conscious of your frequency or not? If you're not... And most people aren't. Then you have no idea what signals or your true prayers are being sent to the universe. Your base and most consistent frequency is who you are being in the universe. The Bible story of Isaac, Jacob and Esau become relevant to what I'm teaching you here about your frequency and how you communicate with the universe. But you have to shift your understanding of the Bible story to the ancient esoteric meaning rather than the exoteric meaning of how Jacob robbed Esau of his birthright. This is where you must understand the Bible is a lot more than what we've been taught and trained to think about it. There are many deeper metaphysical nuances within this story, but I'm going to keep it simple. No, I'm very serious. Let me show you. In the story, Isaac and Rebekah had two sons. Isaac the father was blind. Isaac called to his son. He said, My son. Esau answered, Here I am. Isaac instructed Esau to go hunt, kill some game, prepare it in the way Isaac liked, and then he would be blessed by Isaac. That was the plan. But the mother overheard the conversation and instructed Jacob on what he needed to do to get the blessing instead of Esau. Skipping ahead in the story, Jacob sneaked in and brought food to his blind father, claiming to be Esau. Jacob called to his father. He says, My father. Isaac said, Yes, my son. Who is it? Jacob says, I'm Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Sit up and eat so that you may give me your blessing. The father Isaac was a little suspicious. He asked, how did you get back so fast, my son? Jacob answers, the Lord gave me success. Isaac then said, come near me so I can feel you, my son, so I can know that you are my son Esau or not. Jacob, following his mother's instructions, disguised himself so he would feel like Esau to the father. Once the father felt Jacob, he was still a little suspicious. He asked Jacob, are you my son Esau? And Jacob replied to the father, I am. And Isaac blessed him. Underneath the story is this esoteric meaning and true spiritual science of prayer. Why is it that a sinner or a saint can get a prayer answered? That's because with an esoteric understanding, Isaac the father represented universal law. Universal law is blind. It doesn't care whether you are black or white, man or woman, sinner or saint, believe in Jesus or not. If you approach the father the right way, you will be blessed. It used to frustrate the hell out of me to pray for something and not get it answered. Now I know why. This is what I mean. Isaac asked Jacob to come and let me feel you. Then he asked, are you my son Esau? To which Jacob replied, I am. Then the blessing was given. Jacob's reply of I am is the key to unlock the comedic science for you. The universe wants to feel who you're being. In other words, what vibrational frequency are you sending to the father on a daily basis? Another way of stating this idea is what emotions are you emitting to the father or universe every day? Whatever it is. Is how you feel to the Father, and that is what is being reflected back to you as your life. Your feelings are your communication, not the words you say or how you position your body. God is a frequency within you. It's how you connect to the universe in all things. When you have a desire, the universe is constantly asking who you are so I can bless you. When it asks, are you my son or daughter who desires abundance? Whatever you feel after your answer, I am, is what the universe will return back to you as your life. Are you feeling broke? I am broke, Father. Are you feeling confused? I am unsure, Father. Are you feeling victimized? I am powerless, Father. Whatever state of being you feel you are after I am is the most powerful prayer you are sending to the universe at any moment of the day or night. Even while you sleep, your subconscious programming is answering for you. Not the words you say, but your true feelings about your situation. Again, that's what's being reflected back to you as your life and events. If you feel money is hard to get and you're broke, Life reflects that state back to you in the form of lack of money. You always struggle with money if you think it's hard to get or you constantly say, I don't have it. In other words, your beliefs and intentions that you want to manifest into your world are always being signaled to the universe. Always. But not just your conscious thoughts. The ancient Africans taught that your inner thoughts and beliefs are what is being reflected back to you as your life. In other words, what you put out vibrationally is what you get back. Your frequency is being reflected back to you in the form of your life. Modern science says that 95% of what you experience in your life is based on your subconscious programming. In other words, most of the messages you are vibrating or your constant prayer or I am feeling to the universe, you're not even aware of them. You're on automatic pilot 95% of the time as what you are thinking and believing. Again, what I'm explaining is only the tip of the iceberg. But that means your subconscious thoughts along with the intent of the thoughts is what you are sending to the Father and being reflected back to you as life. If you really think about it, That means most of your subconscious programming is actually good because if you are pessimist, then most of the negative things you consciously think about and believe will happen do not happen. So that's a good thing. But when you want to pray for or manifest something specific like a new job because you hate the one you're on or more money because you would like to be able to buy a car or pay bills without struggling, then your subconscious programming gets in the way. For example, you want more money, but you have the underlying religious belief drummed into you that money is the root of all evil. That will mean your conscious thoughts of wanting more money will be in conflict with your subconscious programming. Guess which one wins out? Answer, your subconscious programming will. That's why you struggle even though you would like to have more money. I am struggling is the message you're sending to the universe. You know, the struggle is real. When the universe asks, who are you? Your being answers, I am struggle or I am broke. Do you really want to keep sending that prayer or do you need to reprogram to I am abundant? Money comes to me all the time, easily. Your subconscious programming is like the proverbial 800 pound gorilla. Where it goes is where you go in life. Unless you can rewire your mind. No matter if it's relationships, careers, etc. You can consciously want a good communicative relationship. But if your underlying belief is that when you open up too much, it will be used against you. Then you will not communicate well. Your I am is untrusting. You can want a high paying job. But if your subconscious belief is that you would fail at something different, then you will not do what is needed to secure that high paying job. Your I am is I'm not confident. Again, you're praying or subconsciously sending signals to the universe always. Another way to say this is you are never not praying. This is the ancient comedic science behind prayer. Based on your subconscious programming, you are tuned to an overall frequency. It is your state of being or the I am that you signal to the Father. I know you might think that the subconscious is a pit of negativity, but that's just not true. If it was, absolutely nothing would go right in your life. Are you healthy? Then your subconscious programming about health is good. Do you have a roof over your head? Internet? TV, air conditioning, and heat, then your subconscious programming is good. I know that may seem simplistic, but it's the truth. Everything that is a part of your life is the result of a vibrational frequency that you send or pray to the universe constantly. Again, this prayer never turns off or occurs only when you get on your knees and bow your head. The ritual is not the prayer. Your way of being is the true prayer. Do you understand how adopting this concept can positively impact your life? Understand illness is a certain frequency. Joy is a certain frequency. Fear is a frequency. Your emotions are the way you recognize your I am at any moment. Emotions are your frequency. The things that happen in your life are because of the frequency you choose to operate from, be it consciously or subconsciously, through your life programming. An optimist lives life within a certain frequency. A pessimistic person lives life within a certain frequency. A negative person lives life within a certain frequency. Your beliefs will summon your I am. You have the power to connect to Or better, create the life you want. You simply have to send the right I am to the Father or universe on a consistent basis. It's time to stop connecting to your experience in a negative way that disempowers you. The universe, or as we would say in religious vernacular, God doesn't speak a language. It speaks frequency. All things vibrate. The ancient Africans taught that all of the universe is a frequency. Your frequency, your way of being, your I am, is your prayer. You are constantly signaling the universe or God. So who do you pray to now that you don't pray to Jesus? The same way you did when you thought you were praying to Jesus. Only now you're more aware of the science of prayer rather than believing it superstitiously. Again, it's not the ritual or the words you say to Jesus or who you believe you're praying to. You're communicating to the universe at all times. You're praying at all times. You always have. This is the ancient African paradigm when it comes to prayer. Your prayer becomes your way of life. Not just something you do on Sundays or when you get on your knees. You don't have to pray to Jesus or anything outside yourself any longer. You elevate consciously by beginning to rewire your mind to send a new I am to the Father from who you are being consistently. Not just when you think about it or on Sunday when the choir is rocking. What is it that you desire in life? Do you want to have more? Do you want to be more? then you have to begin by recognizing the science of prayer and not the superstitious begging type of prayer you were taught in religion. You have a desire to be blessed. When the universe asks, are you my son or daughter? Can you truthfully answer, I am what I desire? Are you being what you desire or just wishing and hoping somehow it will magically appear? You feel me? Thank you for watching, please like and share this video with anyone that may be empowered by it.